So it's like I'm in this point of extreme exhaustion. But at the same time, I'm, I'm observing one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen. I got in touch with Hugh Masekela through a friend of mine. I think my friend DJ Sparks. He doesn't remember, but I'm pretty sure he sent me a Hugh Masekela Apple, Spotify, or one of those, you know, uh, streaming services, a playlist curated by the streaming service. So I would play this playlist and I was getting into it. You know, a lot of his music that I had just started getting into. Very, very good. You know, a lot of uh, Afrobeat type vibes, you know, heavy on the jazz influence, you know, horns and whatnot, percussion, congos, bongos, you know, just very, very good, very, very good music, you know. I would be listening to a lot of his music on my runs. I don't know, something about his music just, you know, well, it was good for runs, it's upbeat, you know, he has a good singing voice and whatnot. I've always been a avid runner. Started out running in like uh, on like seventh or eighth grade. No, I'll take it back further. I started my, one of my first times running was when I was a kid on the west side of Chicago, William Penn grade school. Uh, we used to have these track and field events at this stadium called Rockney Stadium. Um, very old stadium, the old gravel type dirt that we were running on and whatnot. That was some of my first experiences with running. Then I ran all the way throughout high school, you know, cross country and track and field. And ever since then, you know, I've run off and on. But ever since about 2016, I've been really back into running, like, you know, more so long distance running, you know, for cardio purposes. And also, I just I just enjoy the uh, I just enjoy running overall. You know, uh, the scenery you get when you are on runs, the feeling that you get the accomplishment of having done something hard, whatever the case may be. There was this one song, though, that would always stand out during my, during the runs, um, the Stimula song. It starts out slow. And, you know, and then it kind of builds up as the percussion comes in and then he comes in singing. I don't know exactly, you know, he's I, I, I don't know the. Uh, what the what the word what what his what language it is right but you know i don't know exactly what he's saying but it's something to the effect you know uh hugh masakela actually wrote the song it was on his 1974 album um i'm not afraid and then it was it, it gained notoriety on in 1994 when it was on a album called Hope. It was a live album called Hope. And the dope thing about that was that it was released right after uh, the first democratic elections of South Africa. And the song itself is a song about freedom. And I never knew this. The song itself is about hope. The Coltrane, what the Coltrane represents is men in Africa, Southern Africa, Central Africa, in the 60s and 70s, 50s and whatnot, being taken on these coal trains from their homeland to South Africa, 
to work these coal mines, these 16 hour long, hard days, labor for nothing, right? No money, or if it was any money, it was little money. And they would do these 16, 17, 18 hour shifts. And it's because that's what they had to do. They didn't have any other choice, right? Sometimes these men, you know, they, they would be on these, it would, it would be three months and they would be working in these mines and they would go back home only to find their family was displaced from the land. So this man has been working 16, 17, 18 hour days, you know, three months. He goes back to his home on this coal train and his family is gone and he has no way to even recognize or no way to know that they're there. This is the opening to the live version of the song. Hugh says, There's a train that comes from Namibia and Malawi. There's a train that comes from Zambia and Zimbabwe. There's a train that comes from Angola and Mozambique. From Lesotho, from Botswana, from Swaziland. From all the hinterlands of Southern and Central Africa. This train carries young and old African men who are conscripted to come and work on contract in the golden mineral mines of Johannesburg and its surrounding metropoli. 16 hours or more a day for almost no pay. Deep, deep, deep down in the belly of the earth when they are digging and drilling for that shiny, mighty, evasive stone, or when they dish that mishmash mash food into their eyes. 2019, I get invited to um, do this thing called Ragnar Relays. Ragnar Relay is a long-distance relay race. And what it is, is pretty much you and 12 other individuals in two different vans, six people per van. You have a starting point, right? You have a starting point for the relay. Each person has a certain amount of miles they're supposed to run during the race. Runner one gets out, they run there five, six miles or whatever. The van is already at the next destination. Second runner gets out of the van. You know, we hand off this little baton type thing that you put on the, you slap around the next runner's wrist, right? Uh, runner three is at the next destination. Basically, you see how it goes, right? Like at each point, the next person gets out of the van, runs their designated amount of miles. The van's already at the destination. You do this over 36 legs because each person has three legs. Me, I am on my third leg. I think my first leg was five miles. My second leg wasn't that many miles. It was about four miles. And the dope thing about the race is that it doesn't matter. You know, your leg could be at 3 a.m. If your leg is at 3 a.m., then you're running <laughs> at 3 a.m. My third leg was at about 5 a.m. No, I'll say yeah, about 5 a.m. And I wasn't in that good a shape because I had an injury that kind of prohibited me from, you know, training how I should have been. So my first two runs were okay, but my third run I was a little skeptical on, you know, how it would do because I knew I was tired and you're in a van the whole time. So you're not getting much sleep. The, the, the design of the race is endurance, right? Like you're just getting out of the van, stretching and you're getting on the road, you're running. My last leg happened to be 7.8 miles. So it's 5 a.m. I have a 7.8 mile, you know, race ahead of me. 
And also the elevation over the seven or eight, 7.8 miles is gonna be about 900 feet of elevation. Northern Michigan is pretty hilly because you know how you what the terrain is gonna be. You, you can see on the, in the course what it's gonna be like. I knew the 7.8 miles would be um, tough because of the elevation within it. So uh, the runner before me is coming to the destination point. I'm, I'm already stretched, I'm good. I'm at the start with the other members from other teams that I'm running against. And you know, I get the little baton thing handed over to me. And I'm kind of shuffling along because I'm tired, it's, it's 5 a.m. And I get to a point in the race where I'm, I'm really, really suffering, right? Really, really, really suffering. And I'm going up this hill. And the thing about the elevation during this part of the race is that it was continuous. So over the term of the miles, it was just like a big, dumb, long ass incline. It was ridiculous, right? But there's a certain point in the race where I'm pushing, I'm, I'm, I'm really tired and I'm going up this hill. This part of Michigan, as I look to my left, is like right off of, of a lake. I think it's right off Lake Michigan, right? And it's very foresty and the sun is coming up. And as I'm running up this hill, tired, exhausted, um, Stimula comes on. And, you know, like I say, the, the guitars come in. Right. And I just felt at peace. As I'm running and the song is starting, and I, like I said, I, I look to my left, the sun is rising. And then and the, and the body of water, as I can see it through this forest area, is so beautiful. In this point of extreme exhaustion, but at the same time, I'm, I'm observing one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen. And anytime I had heard this song, the song always made me feel free, like without knowing what he's saying, because he's saying it in a different language, without knowing what's going on. The song always puts me in a state of freedom, comfort. Like I just feel I'm, I, the word may be blessed. I don't know when I hear the song. Right. And as I'm going up this hill and I'm tired. And as I'm going up this hill and I'm exhausted and I hear this song, as I'm observing this, one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen in my life, I'm no longer tired. There's this, and I've never had this happen during a run. There's just this state of peace that I felt. Like I felt one with everything in that moment, right? Because again, this is Northern Michigan. It's super foresty. It's dark outside of the, the sun rising. You know, it's nature and it's in its finest moment. Right. And it just hits me. Right. It's just I just feel at one. I feel at peace. You know, I feel super free. It's, it's that moment, man, that moment. No, no music piece has ever hit me like that. 
And I think it was because it was in combination with the exhaustion. But at the same time, in that moment, nature and seeing the lake, seeing the sunrise, seeing it rise through the, this forest area and how beautiful the sun looked on that body of water just was amazing. It's just, a, it's crazy that the song made me feel how it felt before I even knew the meaning of it and then how it connected with me in that moment where I'm <laughs> super tired, I'm super um, exhausted and everything, but the nature in that moment and that song uplifted me as to where I'd felt maybe at more peace than I've ever felt, you know, not even on a run, but at any time. My name is Otis Lambert, also known as OT the Golden Child, podcaster, MC. Uh, my podcast is called Beers and Bars. Beers and Bars is your place for rapid fire hip hop discussion and, of course, great beer. Music featured in this episode include Riot by Hugh Misakela and Stimula by Hugh Misakela. I'm Matt Linder and this episode was edited and produced by me. Yeah.